Another Black Thursday. When will this ever end? That's like three this year. Anyway, welcome back to Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. I'm your host, Skylar Sig Daddy Sigman. And uh, it's been a little bit since we've posted an episode here on Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. And I, and I apologize for the delay in getting a new episode up. Uh, last week, J.O. had his laptop kind of crap out on him. And then I've been dealing with this weird dry cough thing. So I'm kind of working through that. And I had a cold a couple of weeks ago, and it's I feel perfectly fine. It's just taken a while to get rid of this. So I'm sorry about the lack of episodes here recently. Hopefully we'll get, be getting back on track next week with a watch-along episode. It'll be hopefully posted by next Tuesday, this upcoming Tuesday, I mean. And it'll be J.O.'s Choice. So he'll be picking out the match for the latest watch-along. If you haven't already, check out our Terry Funk Cactus Jack watch-along from IWA Japan, uh, the King of the Death Match Tournament. It's a fun watch-along. Uh, hope you can listen to it and find it anywhere you find your uh, podcast. But uh, once I find out the match we'll be watching, I'll make sure to update you all uh, via Twitter at SigDaddyWrestle. But as I mentioned at the beginning... It's another Black Thursday in the books, and it's time for some reactions for the latest round of WWE releases. So, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com yesterday revealed the releases, the latest round of releases for for WWE. And some of these names are kind of a surprise. Very surprising. And the fact that they've been around a long time, or they have just been brought up, or just been signed not too long ago. So let's look at let's, let's look at the list. This is from uh, Sean Ross Sapp of Fightful.com, and apparently, and according to an email from uh, John Laurinaitis, it was due to budget cuts. That was one of the reasons, and there's other reasons. Not going to get into those. But uh, here are the releases. Frankie Monet, uh, also known as Taya Valkyrie. Uh, Ember Moon, Scarlet Bordeaux. Oni Lorcan, Karrion Cross, B-Fab, Jesse Camilla, Zeta Ramir. Hey, sorry if I butchered that. Trey Baxter, Katrina Cortez, Jeet Rama, Grand, Grand Metalik, Lindsay Dorado, Nia Jax, Keith Lee, Mia Yim, Eva Marie, and Davy Boy Smith Jr. Some of those names really stand out. Some of those really do. Uh, just comment on a few so far. Frankie Monet, she hadn't even been around very long they got rid of her. She's just been with NXT not too long. Uh, and then Ember Moon, she's, been a, she's a former NXT Women's Champion. A former NXT Women's Tag Team Champion as well. Scarlett? She was the manager for Karrion Cross, and she made Karrion Cross very unique. Oni Lorcan, he's been around quite a while. Uh, Karrion Cross, the guy was on fire on NXT and then went up to the main roster. And yeah, you kind of know the story if you've been paying attention at all. Uh, B-Fab, part of Hit Row, one of the hottest factions in, in wrestling, she just gets released and she just got apparently signed a contract a few weeks ago. She's part of Hit Row with uh, Isaiah Swerve Scott, 
uh, Top Dollar. Um, can't remember everyone from that group, but they were they were apparently pretty hot on NXT. Uh, Jesse Camilla, Zeta Ramir, Trey Baxter, Katrina Cortez. I already mentioned these names. Grand Metalik, Lindsay Dorado. Uh, yeah, those two, Lindsay Dorado and Grand Metalik, they've been around quite a while. And Nia Jax, she's been around a long time with WWE, at least five or six years. And uh, she, I think maybe that Charlotte match where kind of things broke down into a shoot for a moment kind of were the sign of things to come for her. And uh, Keith Lee, man, I got that's the one we're going to get into majorly. Keith Lee and Karrion Cross are the two names we're really going to get into here. Mia, Mia Yim, Keith Lee's girlfriend, Eva Marie, uh, Davy Boy Smith Jr. So according, okay, so let's just put this in perspective here. So Ring of Honor, they shut down. They're going to go on hiatus for a while. And they released all their talent. Released all their talent. And that was just a few days ago. But now, WWE does this batch of releases. It just looks horrible. And look, WWE, according to an article posted by Stanford Advocate yesterday, they posted revenues of $255.8 million and earnings of $43.5 million uh, as of yesterday for quarter three. And you can't afford to keep people around. You can't afford to keep people around. It's just ridiculous at this point. Like, there has been, I can't even, there's hundreds of people that have been released from WAB contracts. Good because, you know what? They can go be successful elsewhere instead of sitting and catering. That's the that's the good that's the bright side, because they can be actually utilized like they're supposed to, like they are capable of being, uh, like their their talents can be used better elsewhere. That's the thing. But why did WWE sign him in the first place? Oh, to get him off the independent scene, to to uh, scrounge everybody off the independent scene and prevent them from being successful elsewhere. They want all the independent talent. But now it's like, oh, we don't want our independent talent. We want uh, our homegrown talent. Funny thing about that. Funny, funny thing about that. Most of their biggest stars they've ever had came from the came from some other company. Some other major company or the independents. And look, I'm going to go off the list right now. I had a list I came up with last night. On a tweet, Undertaker, he came from WCW. Hulk, Hulk Hogan, New Japan and AWA. Stone Cold Steve Austin, WCW and ECW. Mick Foley, WCW and ECW and in Japan. IWA Japan. That's just a few. There's multiple other ones. Savage, DiBiase, Andre. Mr. Perfect. Rowdy Roddy Piper, some of your biggest stars ever, came from other companies. And, oh, we're going to just get rid of you because, uh, budget cuts. Oh, budget cuts. CM Punk. If you, if you look at my Twitter, at SigDaddyWrestle, there's a promo that I posted uh, from CM Punk that encapsulates everything I think, pretty much. It's just ridiculous at this point. And you know what? Every one of these released talents, go freaking kill it elsewhere. Make them regret getting rid of you. 
make them regret it. Because you know what? Their main event scene's going to look really bad here in a few years unless they start really, really, really developing talent. Because it seems like they haven't been doing that for quite a while. They have, what, two or three people maybe. Big E was a project. I love Big E. Big E's the man. But how long did we have to wait before they put the rocket strap on him? Too long. Drew McIntyre. He came from another company. Seth Rollins. Some of your biggest stars in the company right now. They weren't. They wrestled for you prior. Yeah, Drew McIntyre wrestled for you before. But guess what? After that, you you boot him out the company. He works his ass off. And he gets to come back. But yeah, a lot of these guys, Seth Rollins, he came from Ring of Honor. Dean Ambrose and John Moxley, a.k.a. John Moxley, which I I got to say one thing about John Moxley at this point. I, that's, that's a brave thing to do, man, to uh, take yourself out of the out of the ring and get yourself uh, the help he needs because um, he's going to an alcohol treatment program, uh, Tony Khan revealed um, via Twitter. And it was due, It was with Moxley's permission. And uh, yeah, I wish him all the best on his road to recovery. And uh, we all have our addictions we fight, all our demons we fight. And hopefully, and I know, I not hopefully, I know John Moxley will overcome this. So wishing the nothing but the best to John Moxley. But John uh, Dean, he was a CZW guy beforehand. He came off the independence. He had to scrounge up and fight up the ladder. So WWE creating their own talent. Okay, we'll see how that works out. NXT 2.0 is not doing too hot. It's doing all right, but not too hot at this point. Ratings-wise. You know how long that's going to take? And it's a Bruce... I saw something on there that it was a freaking dancing thing with... I don't even know who the superstars were. I know Robert Stone was involved with it. And uh, I just didn't like it. It was too sports entertainy. I, I understand being entertaining, but it was like cringe. Very, very cringe. But it's just back to my point. WWE developing their own talent... It's kind of a joke because most of the time they only create like what two or three big stars and that's about it. They're supposed to be a star factory. They're not really. These guys had to make a name for themselves elsewhere before coming there. So why you have to mold they want to mold everybody into the WWE style and make them as bland as possible. And if if somebody gets popular elsewhere, like aka, we're gonna go deep into this Keith Lee thing real quick. We're gonna go deep into this Keith Lee thing. I don't know if it's going to be really quick, but <laughs> you get what I mean. But Keith Lee gets super over on the indies. Be- becomes this hybrid wrestler, high-flying guy at 330 pounds. Becomes super popular. Gets signed by WWE. For a while in NXT, he was toiling a little bit. But once he hit, this, hit his stride, man, he was on freaking fire. Survivor Series 2019 was the main indicator of that. The dude was in the final two with Roman Reigns. And the dude was so over. He was made that night. 
and you fumbled the ball with him. You fumbled the ball with him. He has an interaction with Brock Lesnar at the Royal Rumble 2020. He gets a huge reaction. You fumble the ball with him. Guy is an NXT and the NXT North American champion and the NXT champion at the same time. Once you bring him up to the main roster, you don't all, you do not have a clue what to do with him. You do not have a clue what to do with him. He has a he wins over Randy Orton at a pay-per-view. I was like, okay. It made up for the generic music he got at the beginning. But then you strip everything that makes him unique. You make him wrestler wrestle like a generic big man wrestler in WWE. You do not let him do his moonsaults. You do not let him do his planches. You do not let him do what made him what brought him to the dance in the first place. What made him popular. You strip every single thing away from that. And that's in Vince's mind. That's in Vince's mind. The creative is was just horrible for him. And once he had to go out with that heart issue and came back, they have him lose to Karrion Cross and Bobby Lashley back to back. And then you have him wrestle dark matches for the most of the rest of his time with the company. And then you change his name to Bearcat Lee, which apparently at first I thought we it was thought that it was Keith Lee's idea, and that was not the case by the end of it, because there was a comment on Instagram last night that said that was not his idea. That the Bearcat gimmick was not his idea. So, unless you are made by Vince, you have zero chance, pretty much. He does not understand the characters. We they need fresh blood in charge. They need fresh blood in charge. Because otherwise you're gonna get this warped mind of Bruce Pritchard who is still living like it's 1980, 1990, and Vince who thinks it's still the 80s and 90s, and the big man has to wrestle like a normal big man. It is just asinine. How you miss the big, you miss a huge opportunity to make money with Keith Lee, a guy that is so unique, so talented, and you just waste him. Same thing with Karrion Cross. You doom him from the start. You don't bring Scarlet in and do his cool entrance. The entrance made him unique, made him stand out in NXT, but no, then you take that away from him. You have him lose to Jeff Hardy, which I love Jeff Hardy, by the way. Via roll-up in like a minute and a half on in his debut match on Raw. With the NXT title around him. Kills anything that may... Kills his whole aura around him. Oh, and let's see. Let's see how this plays out. That excuse has become moot at this point. Because... It's hard to get your hopes up anymore for your favorite wrestlers. Especially if they come off the independent scene and get brought up from NXT to the main roster. There is little to no hope most of the time. That's what it just seems like at this point. And then they put a mask on Karrion Cross, and then, which, in retrospect, still, they stripped everything away. They The first mistake, they didn't bring Scarlet with them. That was the biggest mistake they made. It is just ridiculous at this point how you have pretty much stars. 
You have stars sitting right in front of you and you do not know what to do with them. Vincent, Vincent, uh, Bruce taking over NXT 2.0. Bad idea. Bad idea. And you know what? The next company Keith Lee goes to will know exactly how to use him. What company that is, I don't know. But they will for dang sure know how to use him better. They will for dang sure know how to use Karrion Cross better. And these people, Davey Boy Smith Jr., who just re-signed with WWE not too long ago, hasn't even been featured on TV yet. Released. Budget. It's a budget thing. It's a, bu- it's a budget thing. No, it's not. You gotta keep your stockholders happy, I guess. But it's about time WWE doesn't get a pass anymore. When it comes to this stuff. I I understand optimism when you say let it play out. But really? Most of the time when it, you let it play out, nine times out of ten you are completely let down anymore. You are just completely let down. Another Black Thursday is in the books for WWE. Those are just my thoughts on everything involving this latest round of WWE releases. Hope you enjoyed that episode. When we come back on Tuesday, hopefully, hopefully, I'll keep you updated uh, otherwise, um, we'll be back with a watch-along episode. We'll pick out the match. J.O. will pick out the match for this week. And we'll watch along and hope you watch along with us on Spotify, uh, Podbean, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcast. We'll post the link to the match along with our episode coming up on Tuesday. We're hopeful for that. We're hopeful for Tuesday. And if you haven't already, make sure to check out the show, uh, show's social media pages. Facebook and Twitter at SigDaddyWrestle, on Instagram at SigDaddy.Wrestle, and on Instagram and on TikTok at SigDaddyWrestle. I want to thank you all for listening to the show. Always appreciate the support you guys give to the show in any way, by listening or by liking and uh, retweeting on social media. Until next time, this is Skylar Sigdaddy Sigmund leaving you with this from the icon Sting. It's showtime. So long, everybody. Have a great weekend.